sports and subscribe. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the program, Sacramento. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah Sacktown Sports 1140. As the guy just instructed you to do, check us out live streaming on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports. You can check us out. And I'll actually go to that chat line. Paul Riddle says somebody tell Zachariah that Sherm considers both the Niners and the Seahawks his teams. I mean, we're going to get to Sherm here in a second. That's why I read that text. But, I mean, I don't know. When I say Richard Sherman, do you think Niners and Seahawks? I only think Seahawks. No, I mean, I definitely only think Seahawks. What, he spent two years with the Niners? Is yeah, that I think correct? So. Was it yeah, one yeah, and it was a very, very tough thing to accept as a Niners fan. <laughs> By far, at the time, my least favorite player uh, in the history of the NFL. By far, was Richard Sherman. Wow. And then he came to the Niners, and I'm like, what is happening but then I'm, I think he got a pick six week one on Jameis Winston. I'm like, all right, I'm all in. I'm so glad that that just Bay Area fans in general will have to do this all over again with Chris Paul as well. Like, it's the same exact thing just in basketball. I, well, Richard Sherman beat up on the Like, he beat the Niners. Chris Paul that's didn't. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah that's that good was point. the big thing is like that post game. I've never watched the full thing. I can't right. do it. The, yeah, I can't. I've seen clips, and at the time, it just Pretty ripped fun. my heart out. It's but it's fun. like, yeah, I mean, it's silly now. Chris but Paul time, did knock out the Warriors once when, um, oh, for as the, the Clippers, clip, when yeah. Mark Jackson it came way, and said, way, way fourteen, I'm fighting for my life." Yeah, yeah, but that's, I mean, it's, it's. I feel like it's a lot different. Now, that wasn't even real Warrior fans. They didn't yeah. even, you know, yeah, pick up their exist fan base yeah. yet. Till you know? the year after. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, it should be interesting. I know a lot of Warriors fans that do not like Chris Paul and are having There's a hard time dealing with it. I'm sure. Sherman was sort of a similar thing for them. But uh, coming up at 115, we got to talk some baseball. A little baseball, crazy games last night. And also, just to make a – not that I know any A's fans really personally or anything, (laughs) but just to make us feel horrible. My goodness. Believe me, I've been doing this for, like, since – I mean, we had glory days, late 80s, early 90s, you know, Bash Brothers. But, yeah, since then, since we've had no payroll, you could have done this so many times over. Mark Mulder went to the car. Anyways, we're going to go over all the A's that could have been. Mm. And we'll also play some sound. Crazy ending to the uh, Phillies-Braves game. So we'll do that at 115. But right now, Richard Sherman, as we started with, um, he's got some words, both some good words for the Niners and some bad words for the Cowboys. Let's start with his roasting of the Cowboys. I'm only just getting started. Mm. I'm only just getting started because you were so worried about Christian McCaffrey like they didn't have other All-Pros, mm. like they didn't have George Kittle, like they didn't have Debo Samuel, like Brandon Ayuk isn't an issue. By, <sighs> by the way, Christian McCaffrey averaged 2.7 yards per rush. And you got beat by 32. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Mm. Maybe you were worried about the wrong thing. I thought mm. Trey Lance gave you all the answers. Mm. Maybe maybe, Tra- Trey maybe, Lance, will. maybe Trey Lance was with the Niners. Maybe he was giving you exactly mm. what they thought you would give him. Yeah, whatever happened to that whole uh, narrative? Went out the window. Trey Lance was going <laughs> to uh, d- d- tell the Cowboys all the plays and yeah. the calls or whatever. Yeah, right. we forgot well, about that. It's just like that. Patrick Peterson knew all of Brock Purdy. You know, he, Brock yeah. Purdy was had so many tells that Patrick Peterson could see. Yeah. You know, I same, love, same energy. I sure. love the instant. And you lost by 32. And, I mean, that yeah. is what they sat out to do. They were, you know, I mean, there was a lot of MVP talk for – uh, for CMC going into it, and they did yep. obviously make a huge point to make sure that they were stopping him. Right. Some would even say slightly dirty. Yeah. <laughs> 
couple of those plays. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm sure. not trying to bring back um, uh, what, Bounty Gate. Bounty Gate yeah, but, let's I not mean, do that, please. It, but it certainly seemed like they were targeting him. And, yeah, they did that. And then, unfortunately, what they didn't do was account for George Kittle, who all three of his catches were touchdowns. Yep. So, um, yeah, I just found that to be, you know, interesting because it it was almost like, okay, you accomplished that but you got whooped. Yeah. So it's like, I just don't know what they could possibly draw up on the drawing board next time that they play the Niners to, yeah. to be competitive in the game. Well, next time they're going to say, okay, stop we learned George our lesson. Kittle. We're going to stop George Kittle. <laughs> and then CMC's going to go tilt, off. Stop everything we can do yeah. to, to slow down George Kittle, and we got this game. Yeah. And then, yeah, Christian McCaffrey's going to do what he did last year where he throws for a touchdown, runs for a touchdown, and catches one. Yeah. So. Well, here's Richard Sherman again. Again, he's the spokesman now for the San Francisco 49ers, apparently. And we talked about the odds. You know, it's funny what was not in those odds. That was just quarterback odds, though, huh? I wonder where CMC is on that list. I'd have to look it up yeah. myself. Anyways, here he is campaigning for Brock, MVP. He should be the MVP of the National Football League because the way you measure quarterbacks is with quarterback rating, with QBR, one of Skip's favorite things to measure, he's one in both. He his he, QBR right now with both. his right, QBR right, right. right now is eighty three point five right now, which is very close to what Aaron's was in two thousand eleven. Aaron Rodgers, I'm speaking of, in his MVP season. Yep. But all you keep hearing about, he doesn't have the big arm. He's not Mahomes. He's not this. Like at this point, y'all not watching the tape. The tape is all I care about. Effectiveness. Right. Right. Are they winning? Right. Right. Oh, he has all these weapons. I haven't seen a successful quarterback without weapons. I have not. You you talk about Burrow. He has weapons. You talk about Josh Allen. He has weapons. You talk about Mahomes. He has Travis Kelsey, and he had Tyreek Hill for a while. And you see how effective those guys are. So I get frustrated when people say, oh, it's because he got so many weapons. He is. There have been a lot of people to play in this offense. There are a lot of quarterbacks right now playing in this offense for other teams. They are not playing it as effectively as Brock Purdy is. Right. Give that man the, the flowers he deserves. Yes, he should be the MVP of the league. If he continues to play at this level, limits the turnovers, and this team is, is on the trajectory to win a Super Bowl, he should get the MVP if it's not Christian McCaffrey. That's the only thing I think that will stop it right. is if Christian McCaffrey steals some of his votes and, and it goes that way. But, I mean, anything else is, is just silly. He's first in quarterback rating. He's First or second in yards per attempt, second in completion percentage, nine touchdowns, 1,200 yards. What more can you ask for? Yeah, and so he's saying the only way Brock won't get it is if Christian McCaffrey does it, which means the Niners have two MVPs, Chris? Right, yeah. I mean, that's that's honestly what it is. That's what it's been like at this point, and it's it's a little bit, you know, like uh, what was a situation like this? Like, I guess – you know, Steph and KD a little bit kind of had to deal with this. Definitely, you know, like stealing votes because stealing they're on votes the, yeah, from each other yeah. because you know whether it be deserved or because mm-hmm. people just only want to give credit to one of them and yep. not both of them. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it, that's that's really at at this point in the season. Again, we're a month and a week through this season, so mm-hmm. there's still a good portion of the of the year left. But as it stands right now, yeah, I think Brock and Christian McCaffrey have been two of the five most important players in football right now. And I think that, frankly, I th- I can differentiate the two in their performances. I think both players are very deserving of MVP. But when push comes to shove at the end of the season, I could actually see Christian McCaffrey getting the nod over Brock Purdy. I feel like it, it's going to play into the narrative of, you know, oh, Brock is, is good, but it's mainly about the talent. And I think McCaffrey would be the better example of, of what – 
you know the 49ers team represents so yeah and that, i guess hopefully we don't get there yeah and i, it depend, I guess hopefully you do it, de- <laughs> it depends on what website you go to to see who are the favorites in terms of the odds but this to me just completely epitomizes the disrespect yeah for brock purdy is now he's fourth on the list so they didn't disrespect him in terms of the odds yeah but he's first on I checked Bet Online. They've got they've got Brock Purdy as their favorite. Okay. MVP, right? Well, yeah. Well, this one's fourth, but he's the only one without a picture. <laughs> so it's like Patrick Mahomes. There's yeah. a picture of Patrick Mahomes, Hilarious. and he's just got like a empty avatar. Right. Um. And then you have to go all the way down one, two. So it goes uh, Mahomes, Tua, Hertz, Purdy, then Allen, Herbert. Somehow. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Trevor Lawrence are above Christian McCaffrey. He didn't have that yeah, bad that of a game, did he? Sense. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, so anyways. But he's the only one without a picture. But yeah, uh, Richard Sherman just out there campaigning yeah. for the 49ers and Taping. roasting the Cowboys um, in the process. And yeah, I'm telling you, these like ramifications, the, the stuff that's coming out, literally talking about Dak being gone. And I could kind of see it being almost like a – Kirk Cousins situation. I think that those are kind of similar mm-hmm. quarterbacks, but you don't want to be paying a guy a ton of money unless he actually is the difference maker right. for your team winning or losing. Right, for sure. And I mean, especially the dollar figure that they're going to be paying him, like that really hampers where you can grow other mm-hmm. positions as well. And so if you're going to be paying Dak Prescott 40 million, then you're probably going not going to have a great offensive line and you're probably going to have some holes on the defensive end and you're probably only going to have one legitimate target or weapon that you can use on offense and I think that's the thing that the Cowboys are going to have to go through is cuz that's really the the biggest benefit of having a a rookie quarterback is the fact that they're on that rookie pay scale for 4 years and you have four years to really take advantage of not paying that position like the 49ers are going through right now. And so that's kind of the calculus you have to make because yeah, it sounds easy. Even me as a Vikings fan saying, yeah, just, just tank, go, go get that rookie QB to usher you into a new era of football. Mm -hmm. But how many times have we had to see teams try and do that and then get stuck in this? You want to talk about purgatory. Purgatory is trying to find that franchise quarterback in constantly stumbling and and constantly taking that guy over and over and over again and being in that cycle of, okay, like the best thing we can do is just keep losing and keep taking top guys. It's not a perfect science. And again, there's only like 10 good quarterbacks in the NFL. So if you're going to take that risk, you just have to make sure that you're prepared and ready to take advantage of, of what a rookie quarterback brings you. Yeah, and that's why it's so important right now that the Niners capitalize because they're only paying Brock less than a million dollars a year because you'll often see that, again, Mahomes is the outlier because even after he got the fat deal and they had to cut players, he won the Super Bowl. But in general, once you see those big deals come down the line, you see how difficult it is. Buffalo, it got a lot harder for them. Mm -hmm. And Cincinnati's going to face a similar situation. I know they were talking about Higgins in terms of um, you know their wide receiver core like we probably can't bring him back Mm because they just cashed out joe burrow so much money so that's why these windows you got to capitalize on them because at some point brock's gonna get a bag totally absolutely and i mean the reason the niners have javon hargrave is because last offseason the eagles had to pay jalen hurts Mm -hmm. and they can't 
they can't afford to pay everyone. And Patrick Mahomes even, yep. he, he won the Super Bowl last year, but I think we're seeing this year that you can only survive so long getting getting by on being, I don't want to say being cheap because the reason why they don't have money is because they're paying their stars, but you know, you, you can't try and cut corners. And I think that's the thing that, that will always get you in the NFL is it, when you try and cut corners, more times than not, you're going to have to pay for it, whether it be on the field or or, or losing, you know, some stars because of, of how your team performs because of that hole. It's just not something you can really afford to do, no pun intended. Like, you, you have to be able to build a full – if you don't have one of those Patrick Mahomes, those Josh Allens, you have to be able to properly plant talent around your roster in order to, to realistically compete for a championship. For sure. Coming up next, it is that time of year, playoff baseball – Giants fans, you should be happy for a certain reason. Your team didn't make the playoffs, but I'll give you a reason to smile. Plus, we got some great sounds, some crazy endings, and then, uh, as much as I don't want to do it, let's look at what could have, would have, should have been for the Oakland Athletics. We'll do that next. Zachariah, Chris Watkins, right here, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Welcome back, Sacramento. I am Zachariah. He is Chris Watkins. Coming up, bottom of the hour. We have not talked any Monday night football yet. Raiders beat the Packers for the first time in 36 years. McDaniels still has a job. Not sure how. Made a horrible decision at the end of the game, but was not punished for it. And they walk out of Vegas with a win on Monday Night Football. So we'll talk about that, play some sound. But right now, it is October. So wait, you you said your birthday is around Halloween? Yes. Okay, so my birthday was October 8th. Yours is what? 26. So we got two weeks. Are you out of the, are you an astrology guy as we do a little no. mini get, getting to know you? I am not. No. D- does that put you in the Libra stratosphere or no? No, I am, uh, I'm a Scorpio. Okay. Scorpio. Got it. Which of course means I have no idea what I don't means. either. I have literally no idea. That's Simone's job. Is Simone back there? I just know that I'm a balance beam. Libras are balance beams. We're like ah. the only non animal or something, creature. What <laughs> uh, was that that you just said? No, is that not correct? Isn't it the only sign that's not a creature of some sort? I mean, an Aquarius is the water bearer. That's not a, oh, okay. a, a human being. That's true. No, but is I mean, he the yeah. balance beam. Gemini's yeah, balance beam. twins. Knew that. <laughs> I got a buddy that's got two personalities. <laughs> I know Gemini's well. Um, but yeah, yeah. I would no. say Chris isn't really that much of a Scorpio. I I thought Can't he was giving a us uh, Libra vibes too. So you're not alone on that one. Fair Libra enough. Vibes. Don't put him in a box. Dude. Yeah, don't that put is me not in a cool. box. Come on. What is Nate? I'm That's Nate. Great. I'm an animal. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. just a freak. He's a Nate. Yeah. For sure. No, for real. When's your my, birthday, Nate? Oh, yeah. I don't even. I can't even. I don't remember. Can't what? Say that. I don't, Man, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> Segment is flying off the handle. So, yeah, right. for sure. All right, I'm gonna get it back on. Uh, I'm gonna get it back on track. So the A's, uh, A's fans, close your ears, close your eyes, don't look, don't listen, do whatever you want. But man, this is all of the players that made the postseason 
that were with the A's organization oh. at one point. Are you going to be okay reading this? I'll be all right. Because it's, it's I'll, pretty tough. I'll get through it. I'll, I'll tell you what. There's only... Yeah, it's... It's, it's pretty tough. The starting rotation doesn't kill me, okay? Yeah, that's fine. Sonny Gray, Jesus Lazardo, Chris Bassett, Cole Irvin. That yep. doesn't crush me. Okay. The outfield doesn't even really crush me. Does the the Jesus Lazardo thing doesn't hurt? Like, I mean, he just was so hyped. I up loved and, him. Yeah. No. 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 I, I I loved him, but like I I, I could understand for it. sure. Okay. Uh, Mark Canna. That also kind of went off the rails by the end. Yeah. Robbie Grossman. Th- that doesn't even kill me. Matt okay. Chapman doesn't even kill me. Wow. Okay. Marcus Simeon, Cal that Grad. That one should kill. That does, one should. Doesn't kill me. How does that not kill you? Here's where it kills me, and it's here's why it's like a, a triple edged sword in my back. Okay. They have an A on their hat. There's an A on the Atlanta Braves hat. Yeah. Matt Olson and Sean Murphy. That kills me. The right side of that graphic <laughs> is what kills me. Sean Murphy got, should just I I mean that was the he was the last one to go, but yeah. that was like that's that's malpractice. That's where David Stern should have stepped in and said, "What? What? Are you, hold on! Like I know you guys have been doing this. You're not even trying selling thing, selling yeah. guys off thing, but you're going to trade like a 26, 27 year old catcher mm-hmm. when you guys are trying to rebuild. Maybe mm-hmm. the hardest position to find. You're just gonna he's gonna ship that off for yeah. for pretty much nothing. Didn't even include it. Like didn't didn't even yeah. get a player like you know at least in the Olsen deal they could say oh Christian Pache like it's a young player that has some mm-hmm. problem. Like you didn't even get someone like that in no. the Murphy deal. No, nope. I don't know how the Simeon thing doesn't kill you. The Simeon thing. I, and I think I heard it was either Mark Canna or Chris Bassett talk about it where they essentially were like, I mean, you, I mean, I don't have to describe it to you, but Marcus Simeon's a, a guy from the Bay. Yep. Went to Cal went to Berkeley. Went to St. Mary's, went to Cal, loves the Bay, loved playing for to the To start off his career, yeah. wasn't ideal, like was full of errors, tons of errors. Mm-hmm. And then Ron Washington, Ron Washington good personally yes. took Fixed time yep. to fix him and yep. turn him into one of the best shortstops in the game, mm-hmm. homebred, Oakland's own. Yep. And then they just let him go. They yeah. just left him yeah. to to find a contract in free agency. Didn't even – I don't even think they offered him a deal that was even clo- – I think he was disrespected by the by the deal they tried to give him, and that's yeah. why he, he was so down to sign with the Rangers. But I don't know how that one doesn't kill you because that one no. – I'm not even an A's fan. I just have a lot of A's fans in my life, and mm-hmm. clearly I know that information that I just – yeah, Re- rehearsed off of Marcus Simeon because I have so many friends who are so passionate about it. When I think that in my original point was Chris Bassett or, or Mark Hanna had initially said when they didn't sign him, they knew they didn't stand a chance. For because sure. if you're not going to bring that guy back, what what chance does Matt Chapman have? What chance does you know Mark Hanna have yeah. or, or Matt Olson? Like it was. But when it was you're just jaded, disgusting, man. It's when disgusting. you're jaded, you just kind of expect it. I mean, I've gone through <laughs> this, sure. like yeah, the big three, right. like the Tim Hudson went to the Braves. Like yeah, right. for sure. But like we usually at least have these little pocket windows yes. where we still have the guys on the team and we like, you know, because right. Matt Olson and Matt Chapman, but I mean, there's been so many elimination games that we've lost, yeah. but they at least were good teams yes. that got to the playoffs. And they were young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> young and exciting. We just don't sign them once they get the yeah. fat contract. The second the payday, the yeah. second that, that check comes in the mail, yeah. they're like, ooh. Tejada went to Baltimore. That. I think the only guy we gave money was Eric Chavez. Yes. Yeah, he was the last guy. Like I think the A's have signed guys that over signed. 40 million dollars yeah yeah all right let's move on from that okay, okay. i'm sorry right. i just no, i saw okay. it yesterday on socials it's and i was okay. like this is just 
It's, it's true. There's so many words for it. It's <laughs> disgusting. It's malpractice. Yeah. I feel bad. Yeah, I just feel for really sure. Bad. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry you had to do that. Giants I fans. I know Sacramento's home of the uh, AAA affiliate yes. for the Giants. And so there's probably a lot of Giants fans up here. And they should be very happy as the Dodgers, who won over 100 Man. games, are down 2-0 to the Diamondbacks. Love Bruce Bochy coming back to do a solid for Giants fans out there as he won them three World Series titles, but now he's the skipper. No, and, he's the skipper oh, for the I'm Rangers. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I mixed it up. See, <laughs> I'm just showing you how much I baseball like, I watch right there. Sheesh. Sorry. Brain fart. Anyways, Dodgers down 2-0. Are you love surprised it. by that? Love to see it. Yeah. No, I mean, I shouldn't I shouldn't be surprised because this is this is just what the Dodgers do. I mean, I think I saw that they've they've won 100 games in 3 of the last 4 years and still have gotten eliminated in the uh, divisional series every single time. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a tradition as old as time. Is is the Dodgers doing great in the regular season but then when push comes to shove just absolutely choking. Yeah. And that's exactly I mean like there is just I know this isn't the best Dodger team that that they've had over this stretch of time but mm-hmm. man at some point if you're a Dodger fan you would have liked to believe that you know, fate would be on your side at least once, but this is just, this is just classic Dodgers right here. Can I interest you in something that happened for the first time in the history of Major League Baseball? Oh, absolutely! In, in the history of baseball, yeah. absolutely. And that's hard to do. No, that's almost impossible. I mean, that's, everything's been done in baseball, Everything. right? There's 162 games. There's what 30 teams. It's been played for. 307 years. Yeah. How is there anything left? Nate, can you play what has never been done in the history of baseball? This was the ending of the game last night between the Phillies and Braves. He deals a 2-2. Castellanos in the air to right center field. Harris is on the run. Harris at the track. He leaps and he makes the catch. Harper might be doubled up. The throw gets away. The throw to first. It's says baseball is not exciting <laughs> anytime nick castiano steps up to plate yeah you know something's about to happen well the first thing that that's he the first tried. time that ever happened is when the game ended in the playoffs and it was a double play from outfield to infield wow okay and so we got a little bit of you know my, like a specific stat but it's yeah, okay <laughs> yeah yeah but i'm um, basically a lot of the talk after the game was Bryce Harper, I guess it's a cardinal. I didn't even – I played baseball my whole life. I yeah. didn't know it was a cardinal rule or a cardinal sin or whatever yeah. to not – specific like because they kept talking about going past second base because mm. the base yeah, is, is important read, yeah. because you have to touch it on your way right, back before you go. Yeah. And anyways, he crossed it. He said he took a chance and, and ended the game. But Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got to be aggressive in that situation. I believe he was the, he was the tying run, so he, he kind of had to be – I guess he didn't have to be with only one down, but I, I wouldn't really fault him. You know, it's him trying to make a play there. And, mm-hmm. You know, how are you really supposed to expect that, you know, Harris is going to make a, a leaping catch. It wasn't a, you know, it's not like he robbed a home run or anything, yeah. but that ball it wasn't looked like, like a it was boneheaded move. No, yeah. yeah. I don't think it was anything that's like, oh, that's, this is his, you know, version of a Buckner moment or something like that. To me, it was, it was, it was a calculated risk that, you know, dude made a great play and, mm-hmm. you know, they doubled him up. I, I don't, I'm not really going to criticize him too harshly on that, but. Nonetheless, it was a spectacular play, and that's what should be uh, have the most attention. Yeah, that's another team. Had they lost that game where it looked like Philly was yeah. going to win it, the Braves had just a <laughs> crazy season. Yeah. 
you know, and that would be another team kind of like yep. the Dodgers where you have all that success in the regular season and then nothing to show for it when it comes to the playoffs. But coming up next, the Raiders get a win Monday night football against the Packers. First time in 36 years. And why McDaniels, despite getting the win, should be on the hot seat. We'll do that next. Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Live and local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. Welcome back to the program alongside Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah, Sacktown Sports 1140. Coming up at 145, we will check in with the fellas, Mr. Draper, Mr. Whitey. Yeah. See what they have in store. The guys of drive. The guys of drive, for sure. And Tori Lavolo. Tori Lavolo. She sounds like a nice lady. I'm, it's actually a man. Oh. Uh, manager of the Diamondbacks. Oh. I apologize because oh. I you know, kind of alluded to it being Bruce Bochy, but yeah, anyways. Uh, so Monday Night Football, were you CCC very intrigued? Pretty, u- <laughs> pretty, pretty ugly game. Yeah, it was not pretty. It was not, not ideal. That it, 13 to 17, that's not really what I'm looking for. And what I kind of had on my brain while I was watching it is like, this is exactly why Niners fans are happy to have Purdy and not to have yes. Garoppolo anymore because he is incapable of of not messing up of well, just not having just one head scratching moment like yeah. i don't even sometimes when he throws picks i don't even know who he's throwing to or like what he's seeing yeah. or if like he's look like he just doesn't see the defender I, like is it just <laughs> is it is it is it easy for us no because idea. we're watching like the replay or whatever or like i mean it's definitely easier yeah. but i mean it's not an excuse like i mean there was yeah and it wasn't just jimmy yesterday like jordan love had one, his first pick to spillane yeah yeah just i mean he just didn't see i think no it wasn't the one it was the second pick his second pick of when the there night. was three defenders yes. in the vicinity yes. yeah and he just didn't look at the guy who was clearly going to undercut the route mm-hmm. it was just bad quarterback play yesterday but in general but i completely agree i had the same exact thought watching jimmy throw that pick where it was just this is what this is what makes brock purdy just a a much better fit for that system is is the lack of mistakes mm-hmm. and the lack of just Take, I mean, he Jimmy didn't even take a risk with that one, but calculated risk. Like Jimmy, Jimmy is just gonna let it fly to an extent. Like mm-hmm. he's a gunslinger, but not necessarily like he's throwing it forty-five times in a game and yeah. and making crazy plays. It's just sometimes he'll he'll put the ball out there and just say, "Hey, receiver, go get it." And there's just too many times where that's you, especially with this this Raiders offense, you cannot do that you can't get rid of the ball and you have to maximize as many possessions as possible and the key for Jimmy that he didn't do last night or took him a while you gotta feed and it was to the point where they were feeding Devontae Adams too much throughout this year but you gotta be able to get Devontae Adams the ball he only had one catch in the first half Uh, I think he only ended with two or three catches and you just got to be able to to feature your your weapons a lot more than what they did last night. Devontae ended up with four catches, especially on a night where Josh Jacobs just doesn't have it, and he really hasn't had it for much of this year. And we talked about earlier in the show, we talked about Mark Davis and his little tirade on the side. Yeah, smarten up. Yeah. Also some, that one. Something that one, like that. Was, I forgot that was last week. So from the live streaming YouTube chat, 
Uh, you can just search for Sacktown Sports. You can check us out and jump in the chat. Uh, Thiz Jack says, <clears throat> excuse me, Mark Davis was upset that his team couldn't score a TD in the red zone. I believe Mark said along the lines of, Put it in the end zone. Essentially, go score a TD and not settle for a field goal. Yeah. Uh, believe me, put it in the end zone was not what he said. Yeah. He said something he that, said, that we can't repeat on the radio. What a butt. Yeah. Pretty much. Is yeah. What he said. And all this talk, and you'd think we'd be talking about a Raiders loss. Yeah. But they won. No, they won. And that's because Jordan Love, yeah. and I think anybody Ugh. that has a favorite team in the NFC North, not that I know anybody. No. But I think this is finally, person. finally, after three decades. Yeah. Ding dong, the witch is dead. I think so. I don't think Jordan Love is it. I mean, last night he was really bad. 16 of 30, no touchdowns, three picks. Quarterback rating of 32.2, only an average of 6.1 per completion. But I just – and look, he's had – I I, I remember he had one really good game. But in general, when you watch him, I just don't think he has it. He's certainly not Rodgers or Favre, which is big shoes to fill. Yeah, totally. I mean, no offense to Jordan Love. It sucks because this is his first official year of getting playtime. But Mm -hmm. he's in his fourth season as a quarterback, an NFL quarterback at this point. He just – he looks like a – a high to mid level backup at this point. Like he he showed some ability in in the first couple games to not completely throw the game away. He definitely wasn't out there making plays, but he was throwing uh throwing some good balls and was scoring some touchdowns in the first couple weeks, but it really feels like I mean, especially these past 2 weeks in primetime, he has been just absolutely terrible when you <laughs> when you put together his numbers in in last night's game and then the week previously against the Lions He's got one touchdown, five interceptions, and sacked seven times through those two games. It just hasn't been able to click for him, and I think you're right. Like I, I'm not. I, it's probably dangerous to yeah, call. Knock on wood. Call yeah, the, be careful. Call the patient already, but <laughs> yeah. it feels like Jordan Love being this next uh, era or ushering in a new era of Packers football. Just it does not look good for it right now. And you also have to look at who he's done it against. You know, yeah. so often it's. It's why it's it's what makes what we do very difficult because you do have to like we've been talking about Purdy and that that everything around Mm -hmm. him is great. So it's kind of hard to gauge who he is or if you're a guy in a terrible situation, it's hard to gauge. But you have to also see who Jordan did that against the Bears clearly have an awful defense. I don't think Atlanta has a great defense. Terrible in general. And then when he played the Saints and the Lions and then the Raiders, who I think they're getting better defensively, that's when he hasn't looked as good. But yeah, I think it is it is all over. Yeah, and I mean this is kind of I think that the if the Packers were smart, which I don't think they are, they should really look at the way that they do business because to me this is also a sign of Y'all lost your your guy in Aaron Rodgers, the guy who's been propping up your franchise for a long time. But a big reason why the why Aaron left was because they don't bring in talent. the The Packers are obsessed with being this homegrown, you know, home birth. Yeah, where team do they where spend all their money? They don't. They <laughs> they really don't. If you look throughout the history, especially like in the two thousands of the Packers, uh-huh. they don't spend money on free agency. They really, really pride themselves on drafting really well and bringing guys up through the ranks, and that's what Jordan Love has been. I mean, you look at all the the receivers and and running backs that they have in; they're all guys that were drafted by the Packers, and they just really believe in the system that they have, and in, in the scouting process, and the the drafting ability of their GM. And I mean. You look at the talent that Jordan Love has around him, and let's not also forget that 
Matt LaFleur is supposed to be from this Shanahan coaching tree. He's supposed to be dialing up offenses that look like what McVay's doing, what the Niners are doing, what the Dolphins are doing. Yeah, they don't look – he doesn't look as advanced as those not. guys. And now. there was a lot made of, oh, Matt LaFleur, his record the first three years of his career are is, is better than anyone – like he's off to the best coaching start yep. of anyone in NFL history. And it's just – it's to me like this is a sign that – He's just not it. I mean, that was that was a team that we're I think we're quickly realizing how much they just leaned on Aaron Rodgers to kind of keep their their boat steady throughout these past couple of years. Yeah, they're twenty first in payroll, and yeah, they're you know who wow. they're kind of they're kind of similar to in that same sort of vein is the Steelers. Sure, yeah, absolutely. The Steelers don't mm-hmm. really like to no. make flashy thing. You know, yeah. obviously putting a lot of it into defense for and, sure. Uh, when you have a game record like Watt on the other side, that that always helps. But they they strike me always as a team that like even when they even when they won what they won two with Big Ben, right? Uh yeah. But yeah, like Steelers, yeah. even then, like you said, it was guys that were homegrown. They yes, don't sir. like when's the last time they signed some flashy free agent on the offensive side? They e- usually don't. Either no. team? No, they usually yeah. don't. No, they really they really believe in their process and. You know, <laughs> the Steelers and the Packers are two of the most successful franchises we have in the NFL. Of course, both of those successes were were some time ago, though mm-hmm. they've found some recent success, uh, you know, in the 2000s. But, you know, I, I think that it's an old way of doing things. I think the, the way that you almost the, – the better formula seems to be the way that, you know, teams like the Rams and the 49ers have, have, and the Eagles, frankly, have operated recently where – you got to go out and you you know not every signing you make big money signing you make's going to going to turn you into you know it's not the NBA where one signing can turn your your team around but i think it's a proven concept that just bringing in star players is the best possible route to to for success it sounds simple but a lot of teams just don't really try and operate that way yeah and i think what really was the straw that broke the camel's back is when the packers drafted jordan love in the first round when rogers is like i'm trying to win another title and yeah. you're drafting a quarterback but in that's the first what round they did. that's how they got it i know rogers. that's what ended it with Favre. and so they yeah. they feel like hey like yeah that you might not like it but yeah. that's that's how we have a track record of of this working and guess who's 32nd in cap <laughs> um Let's see who would be last in cap. I would hope the Cardinals without the San Francisco 49ers. There is no way. I swear to God. <laughs> That's insane. And they have $43 million in cap space. Oh, right. That's and they're the best team in ball. That. Yeah. yeah. So, Niners fans, if you're driving around, you want to feel even better. There you go. You're somehow last in cap. You're somehow spending the, the least amount. Of, well, that's because York's giving them direct Straight deposits. Cash, homie. Straight cash, Straight homie. Straight cash. Uh, it speaks more than uh, than anything else. And, yeah, that's just crazy. They have $43 million that they can still spend wow. between now and uh, does not make sense. their playoff run. All right, coming up next, let's check in with the drive guys, shall we? We'll do that next right here at Sacktown Sports. Zachariah, Chris Watkins. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Subscribe, follow, like, all that good stuff. Welcome back, Sacramento. Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Coming up, bottom of the hour. Full show today, boys? Yeah, we were going to start at the top of the hour, though, if that's Yeah, okay. not no, bottom of the hour. Oh, my all bad. Right, all right. Right. Hold up now. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. Yeah, it's been a long day. You can give me 15 on that. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so no truncation. We got to earn our money I don't know if that's today. a word. Yeah, yeah. there you Truncation go. sensation. You know. It'll yeah. be Mr. Draper, and it'll be Mr. Gleason. Hello, fellas. Hello, Rise. Hello, Hello you know, Drive, guys. Kyle's a big Jeez. star, so we do the show, and sometimes, you know, he may say, I, I'm done for today, and then, you know, that's... All right. Yeah. I will say, yeah. on these four-hour shows, right around 4.43 or so, yeah. I check out. Like, I'm done. I'm tapped out. No moss. I'm I like, I'm, tell what you saying, <laughs> I'm not sure if I should admit that, but I'm like, Whitey, That's take okay. it away. Yeah. You got You're like it. An That's hour. Okay. You're good. You got did you see Mark away. Davis last night? It did. Okay. Yeah. Did you see what he said that we can't say on the radio? But uh, I, I know that he was very upset about something. Now, something. do you think that was directed at the coach? Was that directed at McDaniels? Um, what he said was this blank guy. So do you think that guy was McDaniels? Sure, probably. Okay, is that all right. Not? You haven't heard anything about this? I'm still trying to figure out who Brady was talking about when he said, they're staying with that bleeper bleeper. Right. I'm still not sure <laughs> yeah, that yeah no, I mean, it was a very ugly game, but a game that the Raiders needed. To me, uh, I, I like to walk away from games and go, did I learn more about this team or that team? I think you kind of said that about the Cowboys. That you learn more that the yes. Cowboys are garbage than you yeah, learn right, that the Niners, Niners are, are right. Yeah. Exactly. I walked away from that game not feeling any better about the Raiders, but thinking that finally, as we were talking about, the quarterback dominance era of Green Bay over the past three decades right. is, is over. Yeah. Who was it? Somebody in the Packers said, "Well, we just can't give up touchdowns." And he said, "We have a young <laughs> that's offense." Big. And he said, "We right. just, yeah, we just, we just can't give up touchdowns right now." Yeah, that's, that's not really, good. really big. Yeah. yeah, they should, they should really consider that. And then on their end, on the offensive end, they should try and score more. Oh, that would. That would be this helpful. guy knows the game. I, think yeah, right. I don't like to flex. You know, I like to talk about <laughs> basketball a lot, but I also got some football things that I'm working on. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been going well. Yeah, you guys a- explain this to me, since you're hmm. you especially yeah. being the football. Yeah, expert. yeah, I got you. Maybe you saw this. I, so far this year, uh, road teams in the NFL are forty-one and thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Road teams, yeah, are forty-one and thirty-seven. Hmm. Yeah, it's football stadiums. You know, they just they don't really encapsulate sound the same way basketball does, and so home field advantage just doesn't you know, mean does, much. doesn't really doesn't mean matter. You know, as much as well, it's kind of like does. the Kings weren't their splits crazy. Like yeah, they were better road, on the road defensively yeah, than they were yeah. at home. I I think it's honestly just the fact that football is such a you know. It's such a national sport in general. It's like you know, you the Niners game in in Saint mm. or in Saint Louis in in Pittsburgh. Like, why is there half Niner fans st- sitting in Pennsylvania like that? Or you know, just just in general, I think that there's so many fans of 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 teams all throughout the country that you never really or you rarely get a a, a stadium environment where it's just. You know, all rooting for one team I would just and think everything. The travel like that. alone, though, would be a factor. You know, we had to go there to play the game. They stayed sure. home. Shouldn't they have an advantage? I, I don't know. So if you're going to yeah. if you were going to rank the four major sports, four in quotes, really three and a half. But if you were to rank them in terms of which sport the the home field or the home ice or the home court or whatever ranks the highest. Where would you have football? Because I think basketball is probably the least, in my opinion. The least? You think, yeah. it, you think it means the least to be yeah. home court in basketball? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it means the I, most. Yeah, the that's most? what I was going to say. Really? Like say Maybe most. hockey. Me I mean, I'm not a big you know stick talk guy, but yeah. I feel like hockey is also pretty big. That's but. why the Lakers championship is bogus. Because they didn't right. have to win a single game on the road. Mm. I'm just thinking of all the upsets, <laughs> specifically why. That's the why. Heat that's last year. But yeah. I don't know. Baseball, I feel like, has a really big one. I feel like baseball doesn't matter. If anything, really? like I feel like the the yeah, I mean I feel like 
for a lot of the time, especially in terms of results, I feel like a lot of the time you see road teams in baseball take care of business. A I lot just more saw than some not. numbers recently. I don't remember the exact numbers, but basically it was in game sevens. Yeah. A road team does fine. Yeah. And in right. basketball, baseball, it's almost yeah. impossible as to a road a team seven. to win a game yeah. seven for so many, I mean, referees, environment, and just, you know, game script in general. But yeah, I mean, to me, just off of vibe, it would feel like baseball probably means the least. Uh, football's probably a close second. And then I'd probably go basketball, hockey. I just, like I said, I don't really know where, where, I'm not an educated hockey guy. So. Are you guys going to cover the uh, ESPN top 100 list? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we have to look yeah. at it uh, a little bit. It's not a very uh, doesn't paint a very pretty picture from the Kings standpoint, not does really, it so no. far? Well, it's only does 100 it? no, through I, 51. I, see, I think of it differently. I think the Kings might have like four guys in the top 50. In, in the top 50, well, hmm. three guys. Yeah, you know, you throw in uh, obviously Fox and Sabonis. Yeah, who's your does, third? Does Keegan get in there? Like a 49 or something like that? There's a sub list that Kevin Pelton wrote of 10 guys who could be in this list by next year. year, Keegan and Kevin are both in that that, list. Oh, that hurts then. Yeah, so that that, that does not It's completely wrong. I don't understand how, I mean, yeah. To me, it's it's weird that HB was the selection too. I don't know if that's just like, you know, just them feeling like the veteran. Yeah, the reputation of it all, but... To have HB as their third best player still feels crazy. Hey Chris, yeah. do me a favor. Hello. Don't don't tell Kyle that I don't believe Dylan Brooks made the list. Really? I don't think he's in the top. Uh, really? Unless not, he's no, in, I mean, I, unless I he's in the top him. fifty. I right. know. Are you sure about that? I may have I, to. Uh, well, this he's a is, Brooks guy. You know, here's what I say about these lists, guys. Did Melo make it? If I'm correct, Buddy Heald is listed ahead he is. of Harrison right. Barnes. He is. So that's, you know, and Buddy's my like guy. But, spots, but, but right. I, I throw out the list then. Yeah. Once you make an that's egregious kind of error like that, it's, it's like, why why am I that's trusting with crazy. these yeah, yahoos? I agree right? with that. I mean, know, Collins, right. even like Colin Sexton was like 94. Right. And so it's right. like, you're saying Colin Sexton's better than Malik Monk. You're saying Colin Sexton's better than Kevin Herter, better than, than Keegan Murray. It's just, yeah. I or mean, you're saying Buddy Heald's better than... Than all, all those guys, guys as well. Like, yeah. I mean, that's it's like, come on. Yeah. I don't, I, so, yeah. Did you yeah. see the uh, NBA GM survey came out as well? Oh, we, yeah. It came out during our show. It, so we, we didn't get able to dive into it as much. I feel like we're probably going to dive into it a lot he yesterday. He knew you'd be all over it. I knew. But I, I was like, this, is, this is Whitey. Whitey's like a pig rolling in poo at this point. I haven't like been able to look into it too much because we've been on air, but was there anything that was – yeah, I mean, scroll down no, to obviously. find any Kings mentions. Okay. I'll say that. Okay, right, right. Gotcha. Kyle, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. The Kings, not not much love. Really? Um, yeah, you know, not even by GMs. Not even by GMs. You know, people uh, in the league. Right. You you would think. You know, I guess where the Kings would get some love and the way they did it, like they ask who the best center is. Sure. They didn't say rank the centers. Yeah. They said who's the best. So Jokic got you right. know ninety seven of ninety three. Yeah. So yeah. there was no other receiving. Right. Sabonis votes isn't going to get a one percent there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So no you know I'm a calm down. But I, I thought De'Aaron Fox would get a little more love. Right. I actually thought Davion Mitchell would get some. They asked who's the best perimeter defender. Right. And he wasn't even mentioned at all. Ouch. And so what? I, I understand he's not a big name. He doesn't get thirty minutes a game. 
But, you know, they had some guys ahead of him. I'm like, yeah. dude, what, what are we watching here? Did I think this any, is a uh, good thing for the Kings, though. Uh, I think I think last year they were the darling, right? They were everybody's favorite second team or however you want to phrase it. And now this year, the amount of disrespect they've gotten maybe, in the offseason, yeah. they can turn that and put it as a but chip Dave on their Chris, shoulder. They have uh, the breakout star this year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have a couple guys listed. Then they have also mentioned. Yeah, also There's mentioned. Keegan's not in there at all. Yeesh. What is going on but, but with that? Anthony Edwards was the leader for that. And I'm like, wasn't he an all-star last season? Yeah. Hey, like, what's he going to break out and yeah. do? Yeah. Right, right. Michael He's Jordan. already coming yeah. in. Right. Yeah. Exactly so. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Well, yeah. can't wait Struggle to dive emoji. into that. Yeah, oh, yeah, gosh. pretty much. Uh, well, we'll be listening. Uh, two to six. Tune in to The Drive. Guys, me and Chris will be back manana. Same good time, same good channel. Until then, thank you, Nate. Appreciate you so much, sir, for your fantastic intro and everything Thanks, else Nate. that you do. Uh, for Chris Watkins, I'm Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports, 1140.